morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the I See Old People podcast. I am Dr. Bruce, your host. The I See Old People podcast is a reflection, a journey, um, traveling through aging. It's all about the uh, journey. It's all about what's happening to me as a newly minted senior. I'm 60 years old now. I plan on living the next 30 years and, in, and in, during that time I want to record what's going on in my mind, what's going on in my body. I want to reflect the types of news that is, that are, is important to me, things that you would like to hear, things that I think my audience would like to hear. So I'm just really excited to be here. Today is February 18th, 2020. I really thought by now we would be calling it 2020, but I keep calling it 2020. So uh, we'll see where that name ends up as the year goes on. So it's February 18th, Tuesday, February 18th, 2020. Yesterday was Family Day. So uh, in Canada, I know in the States they call it, um, I, I believe it might be President's Day or Martin Luther King. No, it's not Martin Luther King Day. Uh, there are some holidays in the States. Monday was a holiday anyway. In Canada, they call it Family Day. Everything was closed. Even the Walmart and the Superstore, all of those big uh, corporations were all closed yesterday. So everybody was forced to hang out with their families. So that was kind of neat. And it was, uh, it's a great holiday. It really reflects the Canadian spirit. So we're broadcasting here today, as we always do, from Storage Closet Studios in beautiful Norfolk County, Ontario. Norfolk County is about an hour and a half from Toronto. It's about three hours from Detroit, uh, about 10 hours from New York City, about 20 hours to Miami, Florida, and my hometown of Thunder Bay up on uh, the North Shore Lake Superior. Well, it's about 17 hours away and that's with a straight drive and a hard drive so as you can see i just mentioned all of those uh, uh distances in time this is the crazy thing about canada canada uh, adopted the metric system when i was quite a young child but we never adopted it all the way we kind of adopted parts of it our uh, when you drive along our highways they're marked in kilometers uh, when we talk about temperatures, we talk in Celsius, but if we talk about our weight, I, I could not even tell you what I weigh in kilograms. I, I weigh 250 pounds. I know that's over 100 kilograms. Uh, it's probably about 110 kilograms, I'm guessing, but it would only be a guess because I don't think in kilograms. I think in pounds. Uh, when I go to the grocery store, if it's a small amount, I might think in grams. Okay, I'll take 100 grams of that or I'll take a 500 grams of that but if it's a large amount I automatically revert back to pounds I want so many pounds of ribs or I want uh, so many pounds of uh, pork chops or steaks or uh, so many pounds of potatoes so it's kind of a, a weird mixed up system but one of the funniest things about Canada and I think it's because we're such a large country is that uh, we tend to think of distance uh, by time it takes to travel I honestly could not tell you how many kilometers it is to Toronto. I couldn't tell you how many miles it is to Toronto, but I know it's an hour and a half driving. And it's not an uncommon way to talk in Canada at all. And I'm really curious if it's like that in the States at all. Like when you say how far is uh, Los Angeles from San Diego, do you say it's 20 miles or 30 miles or I have no idea how far it is. Or do you say it's uh, two hours away? 
I'm just curious about that. Maybe one of my American listeners can let me know about that. But in Canada, it's very, very common. Someone asked me once, you know, how, you know, how far is Thunder Bay? And I said, oh, it's about 16, 17 hours. And they just said, oh, that's great. And they walked away. They didn't think twice about that answer. It was, uh, And it's common to speak in uh, terms of distance. So, yeah, we're all over the board up here in Canada. We've got kilograms. Uh, we've got uh, pounds. We've got uh, miles. We've got kilometers. Uh, you know, we have... Se- and also, another thing is the um, temperature. In the wintertime, I tend to be thinking in Celsius. So, like today, it's minus two, which is really, really nice. So, it's just uh, minus two Celsius. Uh, I never think of it as what would be about 28 Fahrenheit, 26 Fahrenheit. I'm not even sure. But then when I look at hot temperatures in the summertime, because we, we have, uh, we're in a beautiful temperate climate here in Norfolk County. So we get uh, cold winters, but we get very warm summers. So in the summertime, uh, you know, you'd want to think in, uh, in Fahrenheit again. Oh, how hot is it? Oh, it's 90 out or it's 95 out or it's 98 out. It's almost 100. Uh, it just doesn't sound as good as uh, 32 or 33 Celsius or 34 Celsius. So we think in all these different patterns, we're a hybrid when it comes to metric. So uh, it, the Americans uh, were trying to adopt the metric system when we did, and they failed. They they didn't adopt it. Uh, so it's they're kind of standalone, I think, the U.S. in the world. Canada is kind of a hybrid of the bo- of them both. Uh, and if you go into a grocery store, you could still see pounds and kilograms. And this is after 40 years of uh, adopting the metric system. So we're kind of a hybrid. And then, of course, Europe is, is all metric. And I think China and India and all those places are metric. So this has kind of become the uh, coronavirus uh, broadcast in the last few weeks. Uh, they've g- given it a new name. It's called COVID-19 now. Uh, Today, on Tuesday, February 18th, they are sending a plane for the Canadians that are stuck on the uh, Diamond Princess in Yokohama, Japan. So they are going to be picked up sometime today. They're going to be brought back to Canada, and then they're going to be put into another 14-day isolation. So they have been in isolation already for 14 days on the boat, and now they will go into isolation in Canada for 14 days. So as of today, I just checked the stats today, 72,000 cases uh, around the world, most of them centered in China, and there have been 18,000 deaths, 18,000, or no, I'm sorry, oh, that's terrible if that had been that many, I'm sorry, 1,868 deaths, so there's been 1,800 deaths from 72,000 cases. The latest information on the fatality rate for the COVID-19 is 2.3%, which is... uh, similar to the common flu the flu so uh, we really have a case of the flu going on here that the world has tuned into the world has created a a giant uh, fear fear mongering Um, people are very very afraid uh, when they really shouldn't be a fatality rate of 2.3 percent is the same as the common flu that goes around every single year in Canada and the northern United States so uh, it's really a lot of fear right now, more than w- what's actually happening as far as a pandemic or an epidemic. So everyone just try to follow the advice that I spoke about last week. 
and I want to make it that a little bit clearer, okay? Because it, it, I, I listened to it, and I was really quite uh, surprised that I didn't mention why, <laughs> why you should keep your arms below your shoulders, okay? Of course, I went on to say uh, you keep your arms below your shoulders so that you don't touch your mucous membranes. You don't touch your eyes. You don't touch your nose. You don't touch your mouth. That was my advice, and I stand by it. I think it's the best way to prevent the flu. It's the best way to prevent a common cold, and it is the best way to pre prevent uh, catching COVID-19, the new name for the coronavirus. So COVID-19, common cold, they're all coronaviruses. Coronaviruses are common viruses. They've been around forever. And uh, what you want to do is you want to keep your hands away from your mouth. But why? It's because the coronavirus has the ability to live for a few minutes to up to two hours on a surface. So if somebody who has just, say, sneezed into their hand, okay, I also want to say that Canada has been one of the forerunners in preventative care because we... Have, are so subjected to these uh, coronaviruses on a constant basis. It's very, very cold here. The temperatures vary a lot. Uh, the, they are endemic in Canada and the northern United States, all of these coronaviruses like the flu and the common cold. So it can live, the virus itself can live on, a say, a door handle or a railing or a um, surface, a, a, a coffee mug, a shared um, remote control. Um, think about things that are solid plastic or solid wood or veneered wood. Anywhere that somebody who had just sneezed into their hand could go ahead and then touch that area. So then that coronavirus can live from a few minutes, depending on the conditions, to a few hours two hours, up to two hours. So somebody touches that, an hour and a half later, that coronavirus is still alive on that surface. You touch the surface with your hands because you need some support or you need to open a door. It's as simple as that. Sometimes you don't have a glove on all the time. I think we're going to see more people wearing gloves uh, more and more because of these scares. But So you don't have a glove on. You've touched the uh, door handle. Now it's on your hand. So this is why the advice is so important, to keep your arms below your shoulders, okay? Once it's on your hand, again, it can be living there for a few minutes to a couple of hours. So you then need to make sure that you do not touch your face, you do not touch your nose, your eyes, or your, don't even touch your ears. I know they're not mucous membranes, but don't do it. Don't touch the skin on your face. If you have to, uh, if you have an itchy nose, use your, um, use the back of your hand or use your forearm to scratch your nose. Do not use your hand or fingers. So then you, when the next opportunity you have, or you have so warm soapy water, you wash your hands thoroughly, and then pick away. Go ahead and touch your eyes if they're itchy touch your nose, I don't know, pick your teeth. It doesn't matter at that point. When it matters is after you've touched surfaces out in the general public. Why am I giving this advice? I live in Canada. I'm a health practitioner. Colds are the number one reason that people miss work in Canada. Colds and flu. Okay, the number two reason, back pain. So we've, we're a country that is well and very, very familiar with the common cold. 
I'll give you a little incident that uh, kind of clarifies this. I was watching uh, Family Feud Canada. I was clicking around uh, during my recovery from my surgery. I was watching Family Feud Canada, and the host, Jerry D., he's a Canadian personality. He had a TV show on our local uh, or our, our national network, CT, uh, CBC. Anyway, Jerry D is a comedian. Uh, he's he's now, and the set is exactly like Family Feud in Canada or Family Feud in the United States with Steve Harvey uh, doing all the talking. Well, this is Jerry D. So Jerry D comes out. It's Family Feud Canada. It's just a brand new show. That's why I tuned in because I thought I'll check it out. So he comes out. His nose is red. His throat is hoarse. His voice sounds uh, sounds terrible. He's flushed. It's clear that he has a cold. And there he is in front of a national audience hosting Family Feud. Uh, he's tired. You can tell that he's his, he doesn't have the energy level. He should be home in bed. But in Canada, even though it's a national show, it probably cost a ton of money to buy that franchise from Family Feud USA. And there he is out, out there recording an episode and putting it on national TV with his uh, stuffy nose and his flushed face and and his uh, in his hoarse throat. So, uh, yeah, colds in Canada. Uh, we go together. Northern countries. So, yeah, Canada was the one that said that started sneezing your elbow. If you have to sneeze when you have a cold, bring your bring the crook of your elbow up to your throat, up to your mouth and sneeze right into that. Don't sneeze into your hand. That's how you spread it. So don't sneeze into your hand. If you do sneeze into your hand, wash your hands immediately. So there, I've scared the heck out of you about uh, how to how to uh, prevent COVID-19 and the flu and uh, the common cold. Uh, actually, I don't think I've scared you. I think that uh, I, I've enabled you to, uh, to deal with this problem a little bit better. Put it in perspective. The fact is, is that this, this is no more deadly than the common flu that goes around and the people who are dying from COVID-19, those 1800 souls that have passed, they tended to have been older. They tended to have uh, had health problems to begin with. And doesn't that again sound like the common, uh, the flu that goes around every year and kills so, so many of our seniors, uh, especially our seniors who are in uh, poor health. Okay, so I don't want to talk any more about COVID-19 today. I will keep you updated next week. I will talk again about it, I am sure. We'll find out uh, how the Canadians are faring. And we'll see how Rose Urich and Greg Urich and Kate Bedding from Port Dover, Ontario are doing. They'll be transferred, I, I'm sure, today sometime. And they'll be, I believe, at uh, Air Force Base uh, Trenton or Canadian Forces Base Trenton for 14 days. I was thinking about if that had happened to me. You know, I'm such a narcissist. I'm always thinking about myself. I'm thinking, well, I was such a high earner back, you know, 30 years ago that, uh, and I had a practice. So I had people coming in constantly, constantly, constantly. I had bookings for weeks in advance. Uh, I never took a holiday. And now say I had saved up. My wife really, really wanted to go on a cruise. We went on this cruise. You know, I, I, I take, finally, I take 10 days off. I go to Japan. First time I would have taken that length of time off in my young career and then I get stuck on this boat like it would just be devastating it would be devastating to me financially it would have been devastating to me emotionally uh, it just would have been horrible so uh, uh, God bless all those people on that boat I hope they come out of it okay and I hope that they don't suffer too much because uh, PTSD 
and other types of issues uh, are, are going to be common. There's probably already been all kinds of issues that we aren't even hearing about. That horror, that horror cruise is over now for a lot of people, at least for the Americans and the Canadians. The Americans are already back uh, in, in the States. So uh, God bless all of you, and I hope everyone is okay and makes a, makes a full recovery. Okay, so one of the things I want to talk to you about was, you know, how proud I was of myself, okay, because I've, I've hit the 445 days uh, of being uh, sober, and uh, I'm pretty proud of that. It's been tough, but it means I've done everything once, you know, it's been well over a year, you know, I've already had my second New Year's, I've had my second Valentine's Day, I mean, I've had all kinds of things where I'm doing it twice now, my second Christmas party, uh, all of those things that uh, I am completely free of alcohol. One of the things that we did just this weekend, and I think it was the very first time since I quit drinking in November of 2018, um, it's... Um, I had a dinner party. We had a dinner party. My wife and I had a dinner party. We had friends over. And we had really, really good friends over. Uh, friends that we've traveled with and friends that uh, we've all drank together <laughs> um, on more than one occasion. And uh, we've had dinner parties, wine-soaked dinner parties, and all kinds of adventures. And we used to do um, uh, the whole craft beer thing together. And uh, anyway, we finally, I finally decided that I was, uh, it was time to start to enter the social world again and to become part of that. So I did that. We had this dinner party, and it went really, really well. It went really well. Uh, my wife asked me at the end of it, she said, how are you? And I said, I'm okay. I said, but don't think that was easy. And she didn't really understand. And she said, but, but you looked fine. You were good. I said, I was good, and I had fun but don't think it was easy. It was really, really hard. I mean, I was one of the leaders in that little drinking group together, the four of us. We would all be together. And then all of a sudden, here I was with the three of you enjoying your wine, enjoying your different uh, uh, aperitifs, and there I was drinking soda water. So I did feel out of it, but I made the best of it, and I had fun. And I think you can be both. I think you can be, it can be difficult, but you can still enjoy it. And so that's kind of what it was. It was difficult, but I still enjoyed it. One of the funniest things, though, was about halfway through the dinner party, uh, my, my good friend, uh, she looks over at me and she said, Oh, I listened to your last podcast. Oh, I just about dropped my fork. I I just wasn't ready for that. Uh, my podcast, I'm, I'm trying to grow it organically. I, I'm not just throwing it out to friends and family and saying, here, listen to me, listen to me. No, I, I'm, I'm sending it out there and seeing if there's someone out there in the world that wants to hear what I have to say. And so it was funny that here's this very, very close friend. And she listened to the music episode last week. And uh, it was great. You know, I, I, I just she said it was good. No, she didn't say it was good. No, I said, I said, how did you like it? She said it was. She said it was good. She said I listened right to the end. I thought, oh, that was awesome that you listened right to the end. And I said, uh, how did you like the uh, the songs? And uh, and she said they were fine. So uh, I'm such. Uh, I, I I need to have my ego stroke so much. And whenever I ask somebody about my singing, they always say things like it's fine or it's okay or. Uh, 
you seem to have more confidence. So I hear that type of thing. And it's really uh, all I want to hear is somebody say it was good. <laughs> That's all I want. I want somebody to say it was good. But um, I'll wait for that. I'll just have to keep getting better. I actually have a lesson uh, to uh, today. I have a lesson at uh, 1130 this morning. So I'm going to go for an, uh, another lesson. My first lesson since I had my surgery. Uh, I'm actually getting back to everything now. Uh, since the surgery, uh, I actually went and cleaned my garage, uh, cleaned my garage, uh, very slowly. <laughs> and, uh, I had my wife pick up a bunch of stuff that was on the ground and get it up to kind of my, um, you know, shoulder level or arm level so that I could work a little easier as I was straightening up my, some of the areas in my garage. So that was really good to do that because, uh, for me, cleaning and organizing is really, really important. Um, for me to to feel well uh, you know I spent uh, yesterday was family day and uh, I spent a lot of time in the house catching up on little projects that I had to do and those are the types of things that really uh, help me to feel well emotionally you know I've mentioned many times that I, I don't do well in the winter in general the short days really really bother me but the days are getting longer they are getting longer here it's February 18th the time is going to change again soon the days are getting longer, and uh, my mood tends to rise with every minute longer that the days are out. So I'm going to wrap this up this week, and what I wanted to really uh, stress was that next week I'm going to have a little more structure to the podcast. I want to talk a little bit about how things have changed. I mean, I'm I at this fantastic, great time to be alive right now for me. For me to be this age, 60 years old today, I've seen so much change. I've seen so much evolution of different things, different parts of our culture. I've seen them really come from this rudimentary beginning to this kind of crazy awesomeness now and then I don't know where it's going to go from there okay I'll give you an example like air flight okay okay so I wasn't around when the Wright brothers invented the airplane of course not I'm only 60 years old but I was a kid but when I was a kid all there were were these small twin props around they were they were there were no jets so I got to see the whole jet age come in I got to see the supersonics I got to see the uh, the uh, well, what was it called that flew across to France the Concorde three hours from New York to Paris I saw all of those things space travel uh, the International Space Station trips to Mars so you can see in this 60-year period it's been a wonderful wonderful time to see this so I've actually seen I kind of was born in the mechanical age. I lived all through the electronic age, and I saw the dawn of the digital age. So I want to talk about all of those types of things. I want to talk about the evolution of uh, gambling, uh, evolution of uh, media, evolution of the whole cannabis issue. So it's interesting. So we're going to start to focus a few of the future podcasts on the last 60-year period and how things have changed, some for the good, some for the bad. I guess start, if I start talking about pharma and the rise of the medical industry, uh, you could be hearing some of the bad things that have been happening in the last few years. All right, I want to wrap it up. When I'm talking without a guest, I don't want to keep I don't want to make the podcast too long. But I do want to thank a, a new listener who's come on board from Kansas. Uh, either 20 people in Kansas 
20 different people downloaded my last episode or somebody in Kansas listened to my whole library. So I'm just thrilled about that. So welcome aboard, Kansas. Uh, and uh, we do have listeners from all over the world. Uh, please send me your feedback. Let me know what you think about the podcast. You can come to my Facebook page, I See Old People. That's the fa- the name of the Facebook page, all one word, I See Old People. You can send me an email at uh, I See Old People Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can come to my website, iceoldpeople.ca. That's not .com, it's .ca, like in Canada. Oh, and speaking of Canada and all of the things I've seen, today was, uh, or not today, when was it? It was the 50th anniversary of the Canadian flag. So everybody in the world recognizes the Canadian flag. Uh, Beautiful uh, primary red color on white with the big maple leaf in the middle and the two uh, big red bars on either side. The Canadian flag is well known throughout the world. It is only 50 years old. I can remember sitting or standing outside my school. I would have been in either kindergarten or grade one. The entire school was outside. It was at St. Joseph's School in Port Arthur, Ontario, which is now Thunder Bay, Ontario. I w- we were, the entire school was out there as we lowered the Union Jack because up until that day, Canada's flag was the Union Jack, the, the, which is the English flag, because we were a colony of England. And as of that day, we saw the, the Union Jack come down and we saw the Maple Leaf being hoisted up the flagpole for the very, very first time. So I witnessed that. And then I watched the Canadian flag grow in stature and in significance throughout the entire world over the last 50 years. So that's another good example of what a great time it is to be alive right now, right here on this earth and to be 60 years old. So thanks for listening. If you listen to the end, I love you. Thank you. All my new people who came on in the last week who listened to the music episode, Thank you. That was really awesome. It was a it was a big download hit, and I'll probably do another one in a year or so. So I'm really looking forward to that. But until then, I'll see you NT. I'll see you next Tuesday. This has been the Icy Old People podcast with your host, Dr. Bruce. Have a great week.